to the $100 MBA show, the business podcast that delivers daily lessons to answer your problems and your questions for your business every single day with our daily 10-minute business lessons for the real world. I'm your host, your coach, your teacher, Omar is in home. I'm also the co-founder of the $100 MBA, a complete business training and community online. And in today's lesson, you will learn are online summits worth creating? If you're not familiar with the online summit format, it's an industry conference that takes place online. Many people create these online summits to grow their email list, to grow their audience, and potentially sell their products. They get many industry leaders, they interview them on video, these industry leaders share their expertise in the topic of the actual summit. So the hosts and creators of these summits are hoping because of these big names, because of these big interviews, that people will join the summit and then later on buy their products. So in today's lesson, we take a deep dive and take a look at these online summits, see what it entails, how do you actually create one, and is it worth your time to do so? Let's get into it. Let's get down to business. Today's episode of the $100 MBA show is sponsored by SumoMe. SumoMe is a suite of apps you install right on your website to help grow your email list and increase your website traffic. Who doesn't want that? We've been using SumoMe for the past two years, and what I love about it is that it's beautiful and asks your visitors for their email list in a nice and creative way. If you want to install it for free on your website, you can go straight to 100mba.net slash sumome. Again, that's 100mba.net slash sumome. So these online summits have been the craze for some time now, maybe about the last two years. I've been a part of a lot of online summits as a guest. So you might be wondering, why are these people creating these summits? What are the benefits? So first of all, let's just call a spade a spade. An online summit is an opt-in. It's a lead bribe, it's a freemium, whatever you want to call it. But the point here is is that you're giving valuable content in exchange for an email address so you can build a relationship with that person and hopefully later on convert them into a customer. An online summit is basically an ebook that people download for free, except it's in video format and it's much larger and much more complex. But the concept's the same. I'm giving somebody something of value in exchange for their email. Well, how complex is it? We'll get into that later. But let's take a deeper dive to what exactly are they and why do people do them? Well, they do them, again, for lead generation, but also they don't have to rely on themselves for the content. Remember, these are interviews. It's not like you're creating a course or writing an ebook yourself. Many people rely on the content of others. There's nothing wrong with that. There's plenty of successful podcasts that do that. They're interview shows. And if you're a great interviewer, you can get the best out of your interviewee. So a summit organizer would reach out some of the biggest names, some of the best, valuable, smartest people in their industry, and hopefully they can convince them to be a part of the summit. They compile a list of names, they do a whole bunch of interviews. A lot of these summits are, you know, 30, 40, 50 different interviews, and some summits are a little bit smaller, maybe like eight or nine interviews. But the point here is, is that they're interviewing experts that can provide great value, great advice, great insights in a market niche. And this could be any kind of market niche. It could be how to become a best-selling author, how to start your first yoga business, how to lose 10 pounds before the holidays. You get the point. Now, what I've learned about online summits and those who have done them, the ones that have great success really niche down. They try to get as specific as possible with the topic of the summit instead of online business summit, right? That's very, very wide. So just to give you an idea of how to create one or what does one look like, it's usually over a course of a few days. 
And each day, the host would release a certain amount of videos or a certain amount of interviews. You could say maybe it's a four-day summit and each day they release six videos. And they could be back-to-back one hour after another. But just so you know, these videos are pre-recorded. They're not live videos. I really haven't seen a live summit that actually runs live videos. That would be a technical nightmare just because it's just very hard to run live interviews back-to-back-to-back. What summits traditionally are, are their recorded interviews. People record them over Skype or any other software. They edit them and then they put them on their website or their summit account or their summit page and release them on the day that they're going to release them. Now, usually what a summit organizer does is that all this is free. People that watch the video on the day, they can watch the video. It's fine. Now, what the summit organizer can do also is they sell access to all the videos, all the interviews for life. So they can watch them again and again, or if they missed the videos from yesterday, and usually this is at a price point around $97. But many summit organizers do this so they can sell their product that has to do with the topic of the summit. So they get people that are interested in that topic, they give them great value, and if they like it, they say, hey, if you like that content, you'll love this product, it costs this much, here's a special offer because you're part of the summit. Now, my only problem with that is that the content in the summit doesn't necessarily match the content of your product. Yes, it's the same topic, but why would I buy a product from you if I haven't heard from you yet? I really believe you should offer great content so people can know what you're all about, trust you, and feel like you're worth your dollar. So when they go to buy your product, they feel confident. Remember, the summit's not you. You're having guests on these summits. So yes, they may be interested in the topic, but when it comes to buy a product that you created, they haven't really heard much from you or seen you as an expert. That's my only gripe about that. The other thing is this is a lot of work. This is a lot of work to do 20, 30 interviews, right? It takes months of planning. Then you got to do the promotion. That's another side of it. A lot of summit organizers will encourage the uh, guests that are on the summit to please spread the word and tell your audience that you're part of the summit. In fact, I've seen a few summit hosts who approached me and said, hey, in order for you to participate in the summit, you're going to have to send two emails and a few tweets. And before I can continue to read the rest of the requirements, I reply and say, no, thank you. For me as the guest, from my perspective, who's going to be spending my time to be giving value to your audience, I don't think that the guest should be required to do anything. I'm not getting any money. You're not paying me for this. I'm just doing this to help your audience. Now, they might use the psychology, well, I'm letting you get in front of my audience. Well, if I was somebody who needed to get in front of your audience, then I wouldn't be some special guest, right? But the point here is is that when you require your guests that you covet to send emails out to their lists in order to market this thing, this is when it gets tricky. I know a lot of my colleagues do not like this, and they refuse to be a part of summits that require this. It's a lot of work to take the time out to do the interview in the first place. So marketing is something you're going to have to work on if you're not going to require the actual uh, guests to market for you. And you should never rely on other people to market for you. Even when I'm not asked, I do send out on social media, whether it's Facebook or Twitter, that I'm a part of a summit and try to help the summit organizer. But no one wants to be forced to do something. So what does this all mean? It's a lot of work. Well, is there a payoff? Well, I've seen a lot of summits in my time. And I've gone to speak to some of these summit hosts or organizers. And I can't say none of them are successful. None of them are getting a payoff. A few are. They are because they do it right. They get the right guests. They niche down. 
They have a great sequence afterwards after the summit to develop and build a relationship with those who opted into the summit. At the end of the day, they're able to convert. Many people get thousands of emails during these summits. It's a great way to kind of build their email list as well as get their recognition out there. But I've also seen a lot of summit organizers that did not repeat the process because they didn't get an ROI. So my advice when it comes to online summits, they're worth creating if you do them right. You got to really niche down on the topic. You got to get very specific. You got to get specific people that would know their stuff when it comes to this topic. I personally wouldn't do a huge summit the first time. You can do a summit with 10 people. That's okay. 10 interviews. Enough. Two days, five interviews a day. That's great. When it comes to the marketing, maybe you can incentivize. Maybe some sort of affiliate program for the guests that you have on the summit to spread the word. I've seen people that do that and it works. When it comes to selling your product afterwards, after the summit, make sure it's perfectly aligned and make sure that you're a part of the summit. Why don't you get one of the guests to interview you and they can interview you about your expertise? All in all, if you want to do a summit, get specific, have a plan of action for marketing, and the bigger the summit doesn't mean the better it is. It's the quality, and even if you only get three, four, five hundred people sign up for the summit, that's plenty for you to start with. Guys, I got more on today's topic, but before that, let me give love to today's sponsor, Insightly. Insightly is an affordable customer relationship management application. If you're not familiar with CRM, it's an application that helps you keep on top of all the things you need to run your business, like tasks, your meetings, your contacts, your projects, your leads, your sales, and all the key information about your customers, partners, and suppliers. With all this information in one place, you'll see improvements in productivity and efficiency immediately. Insightly is cloud-based, so your data is 100% secure, and it's easy to access and easy to use. Insightly's iOS and Android mobile apps give you access to information about your customers and prospects when you're on the go. And get this, Insightly integrates with all your favorite applications like Dropbox, Evernote, Google Apps, Office 365, QuickBooks, Xero, and a whole lot more. If you're still using spreadsheets and email to manage your customers, get out of the dark ages and ignite your business with Insightly. Sign up for a free 14-day trial at Insightly.com and start seeing results today. Again, that's Insightly.com. To wrap up today's lesson, just know that just because you call it a summit, it's not going to be an instant success. Always remember, people are asking themselves, what's in it for me? What can you offer in your summit that's a little bit different? Something that makes it worth signing up for? Attend a few summits for yourself and take some notes and see what you don't like about it. See what you do like about it. See what you can improve upon. This is a great way for you to come out with the summit that's best for you and best for your audience. And that's really what's most important. All right, that wraps up today's lesson. I hope you loved it. If you have two minutes, why don't you get on Twitter, get on Facebook, and just say, hey, I listened to The $100 MBA Show. Tell your friends about it. Tell them to check it out at 100mba.net slash show. Thanks for spreading the word and helping us grow our listenership. All right, that's it for me today. But before I go, I want to leave you with this. Before you take on a big project like a summit, ask yourself, why are you doing this? Have you tried other things and they didn't work? Have you tried creating your own small product for free and marketing it in a very niche way? Have you created your own course, your own video course, before asking other experts to come on board and be a part of a summit? A lot of people do these summits because they think it's like the easy way out. There is no easy way out, people. Either you could deliver the goods or you can't. And that's just a reality. I would start out with something smaller than a summit. If you want to take your game to the next level and build a summit, go ahead and do so. But remember, at the end of the day, 
If you don't deliver what people want, you're just not going to be successful. All right, I'll check you in tomorrow's episode, Free Ride Friday. I'll see you then. Take care.